Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. The dream is made real. Ricky Hatt rocks the world. How do you like it? How do you like it? I wish I was 50 years younger and I'd kick your ass. It's over. Mamma mia. He's done it. Anthony Joshua defeats Vladimir Klitschko. Uh. Welcome, fight fans, to another episode of BTR Boxing Podcast. John Basto, your host here as always, and this is a preview episode for Keith Furman versus Josito Lopez. We're also going to be covering off the Manny Pacquiao-Adrian Broner fight from last weekend. We didn't get a chance to do a reaction show, so I wanted to cover that off in this show as well, and obviously talk about the weekend's action coming up. So before we get into the meat of this episode, I just want to take a moment to give a shout-out to the sponsors, Bear Attack Boxing. Now, you know about Bear Attack Boxing. We talk about them every single episode. There's a good reason for it. because they're producing high quality boxing gloves. You need to go over to the website and have a quick look at it. It's www.bearattackboxing.co.uk If you go on and have a look, look at the gloves, look at the variety of gloves that they do. If you're looking for a new pair for gym or you're looking for a new pair for, for sparring, whatever it may be, get on there, have a look, get a pair purchased. Start following them on social media, at Attack Boxing on Twitter and Bear Attack Boxing on Facebook and Instagram. Watch them grow because they are going to grow and i'm telling you this time next year they're going to be big so keep following them if you want to subscribe to the podcast you can find us on apple Podcasts, on podbean stitcher player fm spotify you know the drill by now get on there find us subscribe leave us a rating let us know what you think about us and share it on social media our social media handles facebook btr boxing podcast and twitter at btr boxing podcast so let's get into it then it's the preview episode for keith Furman's return against jose 
Zito Lopez. It's going to be a good fight. A lot of people writing it off quite quickly, saying that Lopez is going to be a walkover for Keith Thurman, which I don't agree with, and we'll get into that in a couple of moments, but it's good to see that he is back in action, and it brings another depth to the division of the welterweights. Now that he's back, we're going to get to see, hopefully, some great fights this year with him involved, but he needs to get over Josito Lopez first. So let's have a chat and talk about where they both are at the moment. Obviously, Thurman, he's one of the... He's classed as one of the elite welterweights in the division at the moment, I would say. And if you look at his record, he's got 28 fights, 22 knockouts, no defeats. So you've got to remember, he is undefeated. But one of the things people are slating him for is the fact that he's had the WBA around his waist for quite a while now. Obviously, he won the interim version of it in 2014 against Leonard Bundu. Then he beat Robert Guerrero. Then he beat Luis Calazo. Then he beat Sean Porter. And then he beat Danny Garcia in 2000. 2017, which was March of 2017. So actually, it's been a long, long time since he's been out of the ring. It's nearly two years since he's been out of the ring. So surely there's going to be a little bit of ring rust going into this fight with Lopez, I think. But he's, he's a quality character. He's a quality fighter. And I think when you've got a quality fighter like Keith Thurman, even with that type of a layoff, I think he's going to come back and he's going to look as good as he did two years ago. I mean, Mikey Garcia has done it and he's come back and look where he is now. He's fighting Errol Spence Jr. So it's quite possible we're going to see the same Keith Thurman and I hope we do because the welterweight division needs it and it needs characters like Thurman in there fighters like Thurman there quality fighters you want to see him up against the best against the Errol Spences against the Terence Crawfords that's what we want to see but he needs to get through Lopez first and Lopez is no slouch this isn't going to be an easy fight for him it's a good comeback fight for him he could have chosen an easier fight than this if he wanted to so he is defending the WBA title in this fight against Lopez and some people are going to sit here and absolutely go mad about the fact that he's had that title for so long why has he not been stripped of the title and it's a very good question something I can't really answer probably something I agree with a lot of people on why has he still got that title after all this time it begs belief really doesn't it it really does but he's got the title still there's nothing we can do about it he's going to be defending it against Josito Lopez now Lopez is no slouch he's been in with the likes of Andre Berto Marcus Maidana in the past so he has had some brilliant experience you know you look at his record and you think wow he's got seven losses on this record it's not a real great fight but think about the fighters he's been in think about the guys like Madonna think about the guys like Alvarez he's, you know he's been in with some great fighters over the years I do see Thurman walking through him I wouldn't say walking through him in the sense that he's gonna dispatch of him quite easily but I mean he's probably gonna be dominant in the fight it's gonna be a dominating fight and that's what I see for this fight happening but it's exactly what is needed for Keith Thurman he needs a fight like this he needs to come back he needs to get himself back on the radar get the ring rust off a good 12 rounds would be perfect for him in this fight if he could go 12 rounds with Lopez it doesn't matter about him knocking him out he doesn't have to knock him out but that knockout could come because he is a great puncher as well as a boxer so it could happen if it does I'm suspecting later on in the fight but I think if I was Thurman and I'd come back a two year layoff I'd want the rounds I'd want to get the rounds against someone who they feel won't cause him too much of a threat but will be active and competitive in the fight enough to get that ring rust off because he's going to need a big fight this year he's going to need it legacy wise he needs a big fight he needs to be unifying titles and Terence Crawford should he beat Amir Khan then that's the kind of fight we want to look at or Errol Spence should he beat Mikey Garcia or Mikey Garcia we'll see what happens it's a great landscape for the welterweight division at the moment and it's starting here with Thurman coming back can he be a comeback king for 2019 it remains to be 
seen, but it's going to be a great journey this year for boxing and the welterweight division. So let's talk about how this is going to change the landscape of the welterweight division should Thurman pick up the victory. If he wins, people are going to say, well, Lopez, he's passed it. He, you know, he's not the best fighter he could have come back against. Yeah, okay. We know that. He needs the rounds. I've said that. He needs to get off the ring rust. Then who do you want to see him fight next? Well, I put a poll out on Twitter, funnily enough, earlier today, and most people are voting for the winners of Crawford and Khan and Spence and Garcia. So that's telling me that they want to see the best fight the best. Don't rule out Sean Porter in this one. Although Thurman and Porter have fought before, and Thurman's won. Porter is having a real good career resurgence after he beat Danny Garcia for the WBC welterweight title last year. So you can't count Sean Porter out. Is Kel Brook in there anywhere? <sighs> no, no, not at the moment. You know, he could have been the supreme welterweight of the division. But again, it's another probably another chat for another podcast, to be honest with you. But Thurman, Thurman winning here sets up some great fights for the next 12 months. And it's fights that like this that we want to see. We want to see big fights happen and we are getting a good one with Garcia and Spence so I'm happy about that but are we really going to get to see you know the Crawfords and the Spences or the Crawfords and the Thurms we, I, I really want it to happen I know there's a lot of people out there that'll say the same they, they want these fights to ha- you know they want these fights to happen they have to happen for, for these fighters legacies they have to happen I mean he heard an interview the other day with Mike Costello on the BBC podcast with Crawford and if he retired now Costello was saying this if he retired now Crawford he'd have still unified the lightweight welterweight division the super lightweight division is now known so he could retire on that now and still be classed as an all-time great fighter because of what he's done in that division however he's won a world title at welterweight there doesn't look like there's anybody out there that could really match up to him people are saying spence some people might even say thurman some people might say garcia i don't know it really depends on what you like and how these fights all play out but i think for me this fight's going to go down the lopez fight this is by the way the lopez fight is going to go down with thurman feeling his way back in to the ring getting the rounds under his belt he may catch Lopez with a great punch later on in the fight and stop him if he does it looks great for him but I think the most important thing for me and I'll say it again in the episode he needs to get them rounds in he really needs to get the rounds in two year layoff it's a very long time a very long time and we've seen how these layoffs can affect fighters in a negative way sometimes so really we need to make sure as fans we get to see what we want to see out of him we want to see if he's still got it we want to see is he injury free it remains to be seen we're going to find out on Saturday night I'm really looking forward to it actually I think people are saying oh well he's he's just a straightforward fight blah de blah de blah right look at the end of the day right the guy's been out for two years yeah he's held onto the title longer than what he should have done but that's through no fault of his own that's through the WBA they could have took that title off him but they didn't so you can't have a go at him for that you know if someone didn't take a title off me if I was the WBA champion and I still had it after two years I'd be pretty fucking pleased that I'd still got it although I think I would want other people to fight for it and then come back and fight for it and win it back because that would look better for me but there's nothing Thurman can do about that now he's just got to get on with it deal with it defend the title and then move on to the unification fights but let's move on and talk about the rest of that particular card then so it's going to be decent the fact that it's on ITV4 is even better and I've discussed this with Jordi on a couple of the episodes recently where it's such a great revelation to get boxing on terrestrial TV the fact that everyone can get it or at least record it as long as they don't do what they did last week in the fucking Pacquiao Brona fight where they 
missed the last few rounds of the fight off because of the program scheduling. Hopefully they won't make that mistake this week. But let's have a look at some of the other fighters on the card that are going to be in action then. So we've got Adam Kowanaki, 18-0. He's looking to move on. He beat Charles Martin in his last fight, but now he's fighting Gerald Washington, another heavyweight who was touted big things. So I think if Kowanaki comes through Washington, he's continuing to make a statement. He really is. I think he's a dark horse in the heavyweight scene. He's yet to be really tested, so we really don't know what he's capable of as yet. I'm not suggesting he's a world beater by any sorts of the imagination, but I am saying keep an eye out for him. You know, he could be one to watch for this next 12 months. Interestingly enough, uh, Marcellus Wilder, brother of Deontay, is also on this card. He's been announced to fight on the undercard of Eubank de Gale on the 23rd of February. So he's on there. I don't know if they'll show that or we'll get to see it. It'd be good if we do, because we'll get to get a little bit of a look at him on Terrestrial TV about what he's all about, and then we'll get to see him again in a couple of weeks on that undercard as well. And there's a couple of other fighters on there that have got decent records. We've got Bantamweight Antonio Russell. He's on the card. We've got Cordell Bonk Barker, or Booker, sorry, at middleweight, 13-0. We've got Chris Colbert, 9-0. Stephen Fulton, Super Bantamweight, 14-0. So, you know, there's quite a few good fights on the card. It's a bit pretty stacked card, to be honest with you. And obviously, with these shows like these, we won't get to see all the fights on it. But it's good to know that there's quite a few fights on this particular card and fighters that we can kind of keep an eye on because we don't know which one of them will actually end up making it and we'll get to see in the future. So, pretty stacked card, to be honest. But obviously, the main source of the action is going to be Thurman and Josito Lopez, probably about 5 o'clock in the morning, no doubt, which I won't be staying up for, I'll be honest with you. It's a, it's not a fight I want to stay up for, but it's a fight I do want to see. So hopefully ITV won't fuck up and we'll get to see it on ITV. If not, we'll be doing the old YouTube search first thing on Sunday morning trying to find a full fight from the Premier Boxing channel. That'll be good if I can get the full fight of ITV, but if not, Premier Boxing Champions YouTube channel, I'll be going on there to try and catch it. So anyway, let's move on. Uh, it wasn't also just going to be a preview episode this one because we didn't get the chance to do any recording on the reaction show for Pacquiao versus Broner. Had a few technical difficulties this week. Internet connections, technology can be a bitch sometimes, of course, as well. Does me head in. But it's going to be good to be able to express how I'm feeling about that, to be honest. I wish Jordy was on with me. We're not able to get him on tonight. But I wanted to talk about that briefly. But before I go any further, oh man, I've got to play you this clip one more time. First eight punches. Less than eight punches was the most punches that you had in the round, and it seemed as though you couldn't get it close like, enough. It already sounded like you was against me. So I already ain't, I already, I already ain't got a fair fact. shake talking to you. But let me talk something. Let me let y'all know. I want to thank the whole hood who came out here. I love y'all. I did this for the hood. Y'all know I beat that boy. Y'all know I beat that boy. They trying to, what they trying to do is they trying to get that money again with Pacquiao and um, Floyd. But it's cool. I ain't worrying about it. I'm still that nigga, man. I'm on top. Cincinnati, stand up. West side. Two, five. You're three, three, and one in your last seven fights. What will you do next? Hey, I'm three, three, and one in my last seven, but I'll be seven, no against you. Well, that wouldn't mean much. That. <laughs> oh God, man! I tell you what, we were saying it on the preview episode for the fight. Sometimes it's just—is it a definition of—is the guy stupid, or, or maybe stupid's not the right word? Is the has the guy got something missing, you know, from his personality? Is there something that's not 100% quite right about his mental state? Because that's what it seems like. The fact that he actually fought, he won that fight. I, I couldn't believe it. Honestly, I couldn't believe what I was hearing. The guy averaged four punches around. How can you? Ex- 
expect to win a fight of four punches around. You know, Mayweather can do it and he can get away with it, but <laughs> Broner, he's not on the same level. Do you know what I mean? It's like, how can you sit there and say you won that fight when you clearly didn't win that fight? I, I honestly, like, I, I, it beggars belief the way he reacted and the way he was using the, the, the N-word. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say it on the podcast because that's not what I'm about. I'm not here to, to say a word that was a derogatory term for, for African people, you know, back in the Victorian era and eras before that. I'm not going to do it. I'm not here to do it. But what doesn't help the situation is people of that race using the word in jest the way he does. They wonder why people have issues with racial tensions. This doesn't help. Situations like this don't help at all. Do you know what I mean? It's just like, why would you do that? Why would you say that on live TV? Why would you make yourself look an even bigger dick than you already are? So I'm happy you lost the fight. I said I wanted to see him get smashed. He didn't get smashed, but he got completely out-hustled in the fight, as I said, and I predicted that Pacquiao will probably out-hustle him, and he did. Caught him a few times with some great left hands off balance. You know, looked real good watching him back. Looked like he nearly dropped him a couple of times. I think Broner is just an absolute waste of talent, and I've said it before. And until he gets his mental state sorted out and his life outside of the ring, we're never, ever going to see the best of him. I don't think we ever will see the best of him, to be honest with you. I think we've seen the best of him up until he lost to Maidana, and after that, it's just been a, a downward spiral, to be honest. And I think it doesn't do good things for boxing. It doesn't promote good things for boxing when you've got an attitude like that towards it. So I'm glad Pacquiao won. And <laughs> the Floyd Mayweather fight, they're talking about that. Let me just give my thoughts on that now as, a, as an initial reaction. Do I want to see it again? Probably not. But would I watch it again? Yeah, I probably wouldn't pay money for it because I don't think it's worth paying money for a fight with two guys that are well past, I would say, the primes, even though Mayweather looks great for his age. Pacquiao still look great for his age as well, but, I mean, how can we sell a fight and make that much money off it when it's two 40-plus-year-old men in the ring? It's like when Steve Collins and Chris Eubank are talking about coming back to fight each other, or Eubank and Ben talking about having a third fight with each other. We're talking about men that are in the 50s that have had the heyday. Why should we pay to watch them two fight? We shouldn't. We shouldn't do that. People have shelled out enough money over the years to watch these guys fight, so why should we do it again? I would watch it, but I wouldn't pay for it, I'll be honest. I'll go to someone else's house and watch it, but I'm not going to pay for it. But is it a good fight for boxing? Whilst they're probably both in a position where they can both perform to a level, then yeah, it's not like they're going to be performing to, to a poor standard. Will we see a different fight from the first fight? Mm, probably not. Probably not. So that's my thoughts on that initially. We'll see what happens, whether it gets made going forward. But I was happy to see Broner get beat because, like I said, I thought he's a bit of an arsehole. Uh, he seems to have something lacking mentally that he needs to address outside the ring. And I'm just happy that he, you know, he got his ass handed to him again, basically. I'm just happy that that happened because I don't think he deserved any more limelight because the stuff that he's getting himself into the limelight for is infamous. It's not good things. He's not talking nice things in the press. He's not doing nice things. So why should he be given limelight? Why should he even get another pay-per-view event again? Why should he ever get that again? I don't think he should, personally. But there we go. We'll see what happens. It's boxing. Someone might come back. I mean, I've seen the video of Maidana potentially coming back, getting into training. I don't know if that's just bullshit, but, you know, Maidana might want to come back and have another crack. We'll see. How will it change the welterweight division? Well, Maidana isn't going to be a welterweight in the condition he's in at the moment. You're looking more like cruiserweight at the moment with Maidana. But 
Yeah, the, anyway, the Pacquiao Brony situation, I wanted to react to that. And there, there, my thoughts on it. And I know I spoke, I spoke with Jordi during the week, and, you know, he's kind of happy that, that it has happened. He was surprised that Pacquiao did beat Broner, but I think he's like everybody. He kind of wanted Broner to lose, and lose for the right reasons, really, for the sake of boxing, and that's what happened. So it wasn't a bad showing for the fight, and I'm looking forward to seeing what happens in the future for Manny Pacquiao. I'm sure it'll be the Mayweather fight later on this year, maybe one more final fight before he calls it a day. And win, lose, or draw. I think he'll go on to do great things in his home country, the Philippines. So fair play to him. He's had a fantastic career, and I wouldn't be grudging one more big fight. But I definitely wouldn't pay twenty three quid or whatever it will be to watch it. There's no fucking chance. Absolutely no chance. So yeah, that's my reactions to to, to last week. Obviously, this week we have been talking about fights that are being announced. Um, looking forward to obviously Danny Jacobs Canelo being announced. Looking forward to the Terence Crawford Amir Khan fight, which I've alluded to a bit earlier on in the episode so I'm happy about them fights being made so you know there should be some good scraps coming up the heavyweight scene at the moment as I've said brilliant really looking forward to seeing what announcements are going to get made in that respect perspective but this weekend we've got the Thurman in action but one person I haven't talked about which I'm going to mention is Jaime Munguia he's back in action this weekend against Takashi Inoue Jaime Munguia we've talked about how much of a star he's probably going to be over the next 18 months to 2 years I am genuinely looking forward to seeing him honing his craft and he's very much like like, I don't want to say a mini Canelo, because he doesn't look like him, but just the way Canelo started so early on in his career and the way he's racked up so many fights so soon, I think Munguia is exactly the same as well. He's starting to rack up the fights now and become active, keep active and pick up the titles and eventually we're going to have to see him in with the big boys of the division. Are we going to get to see him in with the Jarrett Herds or with Charlos or anyone of that nature? Are we going to get to see that soon? Some people say it might be too soon for him, but we'll see. But he's got to get past the new A this week weekend which I think he will with ease I think he's quite a destructive dismantling fighter I think he will break down a new A and we'll probably see a mid mid stoppage I would say in this one I am looking forward to seeing him back in action though because I think he's a brilliant fighter I think he's just a little bit rough and ready a little bit raw is getting there probably needs a few more fights before you can say he's the polished article but you've got to remember the guy's only what 21 22 by the time he gets to 25 26 you probably see him in the middleweight division you know taking over and maybe even if can Canelo's still around, we'll get to see him fight Canelo or one of the other middleweights, so there's that to think about. Also, this week that I haven't mentioned, WBO reinstating Billy Joe Saunders into their rankings and automatically putting him in the position to face Demetrius Andrade for his old title which is a fight I haven't touched on yet and we'll quickly touch on that now, so Andrade beat Akavov last weekend on the Matchroom Show in what was one of the worst stoppages I think you'll ever see in boxing I mean, don't get me wrong, Andrade was out boxing Akavov and Akavov wasn't really doing a lot, but he wasn't dismantling Akavov. He wasn't, you know, giving him a beating, making him pum- pummel him in the corner. It, it wasn't like that at all. But yet the referee still felt like it was the right thing to do to step in and supposedly save him from more punishment. Now, I know referees get a lot of cri- criticism for the way they handle fights sometimes, but come on, man, this was like, he, you know, he wasn't exactly putting a hurting on him. He really wasn't. He was going in with a few popping shots, getting out, not really causing any major effect to Akavov, but the referee deemed it fit to stop the fight, which was absolutely ridiculous 
absolutely ridiculous stoppage and he's doing the rounds on social media about one of the worst stoppages ever probably right it's probably one of the worst stoppages you'll probably see but at the end of the day he was winning he could have gone the rest of the fight there was no need to stop that fight unnecessarily so that's just my opinion on that anyway I could, obviously Andrade needs this big fight he needs Billy Joe Saunders as much as Billy Joe Saunders needs Andrade because a win for either man will be very very credible very credible given what they've both done so far and I think both need this fight and both need this win to propel themselves Saunders has been chasing a Golovkin fight or a Canelo fight for too long now and the fight with Andrade a win over Andrade for me would give him a great shout to, to fight Canelo in the future and that's the fight really that he needs to aim for Billy Joe but it's whether he can keep himself sorted outside of the ring again another one not as bad as Broner but still has issues outside of the ring so we need him to stay focused stay active make sure he's not spraying any shit up his nose that's got something in it <laughs> we'll have to wait and see oh, I hope he does I hope he um, I hope he comes back and I hope he beats Andrade personally from, from a British perspective anyway so we'll see what happens but yeah no there was quite a few quite a few things I wanted to, to put out on this episode really uh, with obviously firm and fighting and uh, welterweight landscape and obviously the reaction to Pacquiao Broner uh, Andrade Akovov and then we've got obviously a few announcements uh, one other announcement that I forgot to mention from a domestic scene from the British scene was the announcement of Liam Smith versus Sam Eggington which is a great fight for both men a great way back in for Sam Eggington but also a great step for Liam Smith yes he's been on the world stage we know that he's fought Canelo he's lost to Canelo he's had some great fights with Liam Williams a win against someone like Eggington will just keep him up there above that domestic level because we know Eggington's sort of European level and then hopefully Liam Smith if he comes through that fight with Eggington will then push himself back on to the super welterweight stage to maybe go in against Hurd or Charlo that's where I would want to see him go with his career we've also got Fowler Anthony Fowler versus Scott Fitzgerald which is a brilliant fight for the card and probably one of the fights that we need to definitely focus on being one of the show stealers for the card because it's a brilliant brilliant fight and I think this will be a fight in a phone box cliche saying I know but it's a fight where I don't think any man will want to take a backward step in that I put a post out about it earlier on in the week funnily enough and actually people are reacting pretty well to it as it as it being one of the fights of the card and then you've got Craig Glover on the card you've also got the return of David Price Jordy's favourite we've also got Natasha Jonas on the card as well so it's going to be a, a pretty decent card to be honest with you I'm, I'm quite looking forward to it I really am I really am so great announcements this week and I am really looking forward to seeing what the next few weeks hold we've got some great shows coming up we've got the Matchroom show the following weekend with Ted Cheeseman in his European fight against Sergio Garcia we've got a few small horse shows to cover we've got Degel Eubank coming up so it's actually really going to be a, a great few weeks especially for the podcast and obviously you've been catching up with all the other episodes that we've got so ones to watch make sure you check us out on a Monday because that's when the ones to watch episodes comes out the promoter life on the Wednesdays and then obviously we've got reaction shows to the weekend Uh, we've also got legendary nights coming up again soon the life and times of we've got so many different series running at the moment that it's it's very difficult to keep up but we're giving exposure to some brilliant young up and coming fighters in the UK and I think that's what's important to, to us as a podcast that we're getting this message across to people that we're trying to give people exposure and hear about people's stories from you know from the from the ground upwards really and finding out about how a lot of them get into boxing and, and what happens so i honestly hope that you're enjoying it and before i call this episode 
uh, an episode i want you to go over again and find where we are on the podcasting apps now thank you first of all for all those that do subscribe to the podcast and do share it on social media and the ones that have left ratings and reviews for the ones that listen to the podcast but haven't done that yet then please go on get subscribing and get rating it because it's very very important that you do it when you rate us the more ratings we get the more likely we are to be pushed up the itunes rankings the more likely we are to be seen by thousands of people the more likely we are then to get more support financially to be able to put ourselves in a position to make this podcast even better and greater and get more great guests on the show so it is very important that you do do that if you've not followed us yet we're on twitter at btr boxing pod and on facebook btr boxing podcast if you're on any of them social platforms which there's millions of people that are these days go on and give us a quick follow check out all the stuff that we're doing check out all the upcoming podcast episodes that we've got coming out follow us on there as well and if you do you'll get to see some of the great content we're putting out and hear the great content we're putting out so for the next episode it'll be probably the reaction show to this weekend we've got ones to watch with Derek Azaze coming up we've got the promoter life next week and we've got a few more episodes coming out over the next couple of weeks so that's it for me i hope you've enjoyed the episode if you've not just tell me let me know at sean Basto esbr on twitter find me on there and give me some abusive tweets i'm joking don't give me any abusive tweets i don't like them but let me know if i'm doing what you like if i'm not let me know as well and then i can cater to your needs as a listener but again fight fans really appreciate you all much love peace Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.